I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-G-O-L-D. If you're a firearms enthusiast like I am, or you have one in your life, let me tell you about the industry's best-kept secret. Bear Creek Arsenal. This is a veteran-owned and operated gun manufacturer. Bear Creek Arsenal, that is, based in Sanford, North Carolina. They make high-quality firearms at an incredible value. Learn more about Bear Creek Arsenal at bearcreekarsenal.com slash buck. Use promo code buck to get 10% off your first order. One more time, bearcreekarsenal.com slash buck and promo code buck to get 10% off your first order. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome, everybody. Thursday edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show starts right now. We got aliens, indictments, and constitutional crises. Oh, my, a lot we are going to cover over the course of today. Appreciate all the all the feedback. On, it turns out, Clay... People get fired up about dogs in terms of response, but UFOs even more so when we look at our inbox for our VIPs and uh, and other ways people are contacting us. Does everyone us. still hate you for being so anti-alien? Absolutely not. Some people appreciate that I live in reality and don't just say things that people are saying because they're saying them, Clay. There's a little bit of... A little bit of Team Buck love in the, yeah, little green men were not recovered from a spaceship. I'm just saying... The people have spoken. It's about a 50-50 proposition. So the thing is, yesterday we were getting people called in who had actually been abducted, Clay. So that's why they're obviously <laughs> going to be those people on the air. Yeah, they're obviously going to be on Team Clay. They're like, I totally agree with Clay. I had myself was kidnapped by aliens. Anyway, we actually have very um, we have great guests coming up today. Uh, we'll have some fun with the UFO stuff later. Uh, but we have South Carolina Representative Nancy Mace with us. Uh, that'll be the second hour, third hour. Ohio Senator J.D. Vance and uh, Senator Tuberville will be with us to discuss some things in the realm of, well, news of the day, but also the sports. So we'll, he is a, he is Alabama, not Auburn, right? Just so no, we, no, no, no. I messed this one I up. I mean, he's from the state of Alabama, but remarkably, as an Auburn former head coach, he was elected to the Senate. So uh, Alabama is uh, is the dominant force of athletics, but well, Auburn has a big... Yeah, big thing. This is good. I mean, a few million people heard the mistake, but at least the senator will not hear me get the school wrong, and I'm not going to be yelling roll tide to him during the interview. Okay, um, we've got that coming up. Uh, so we've got three guests. We're racked and stacked. But, I mean, the biggest news of the day right now, it's blaring across Fox News. It's it's all over the place. 
Uh, we knew it was coming. It is happening. Just a question of what hour it finally comes down. Trump lawyers meet with special counsel today ahead of a likely indictment relating to January 6th. Now, let's just get into some of these details, and we'll get into the analysis momentarily. So lawyers from President for President Trump met with special counsel Jack Smith and the rest of the lawyers that he has in D.C. today already. And this is clearly to tell them this is what's happening. It is it is coming. The uh, federal grand jury is also meeting today at a courthouse in Washington, D.C. So the timeline looks like now we remember that we've already had one of these, right? We sort of knew it was coming on Thursday and it ended up and the official indictment got dropped. The text of the indictment, everything else on Friday, the next day. Likely, that seems to be the same schedule that we're going to see here. It may come down today while we are on the show. So we'll be following that very closely. And if it drops, we'll read through the indictment at super speed and make sure that we break down all the elements of it. But, Clay, I do think there's a moment of of just step back and look at this. So Trump is number one in the polls for the Republican Party right now by by a huge margin, by a, a margin that honestly I think even surprises People that thought Trump was going to be the nominee. I don't think they thought yeah. that he'd be at 50% in July, but maybe, you know, maybe they did. Um, he's way out ahead. He has a, just to re- review for everybody, a criminal indictment that has been filed. Uh, he's facing criminal charges in New York from Alvin Bragg. He has a civil trial from Letissa James in the state of New York. He has a federal criminal trial in South Florida. It's going to be up in Stewart, Florida, that courthouse. Are relating to Mar-a-Lago documents, the imminent January six charges, which we it's it's happening, folks. Right? I mean, there's no <laughs> the special counsel is not going to be like, you know what? I've decided I'm not going to try to tear the country down for the Democrats. Um, and then also, there's probably going to be the uh, Fannie Fannie Willis uh, Atlanta indictment in a matter of weeks. Th- this is crazy. I mean, I do think there's just a moment of it's not even just about the political argument. It's What are they doing? I think every bite of the apple, so to speak, it becomes less of a story. But I think it is important to recognize that we are living in such unprecedented times that the president of the United States is going to face four different criminal trials in four different jurisdictions, New York, Georgia, Washington, D.C., and South Florida. And they are desperately they are desperately attempting to lock down Trump in courtrooms for most of 2024 we know i don't know i can't remember off the top of my head buck the official starting date in new york city but that is slotted sometime in march uh and then the may 20th date is set for the south florida uh trial right now and it seems to me buck like there may be jockeying inside of dc and atlanta over who would be the next team up so to speak to get their bite at that apple um, I think that they will try uh, to get that Trump D.C. trial done in the sun. That, this is going to be the battle, right? right, Buck? The battle is going to be, can they get in D.C. in particular this trial in front of uh, the, the D.C. jury before Election Day? That's what Jack Smith wants. That's what the Democrats want. 
Uh, they've got it now in South Florida. I actually think I talked with DeSantis about this a couple days ago, Buck. Uh, I think he said he won the jurisdiction that Trump is going to be in by 20 points. DeSantis did. So the jury there is going to be slanted to the extent that it exists uh, in, in a fair way in Trump's favor. The jury in D.C. is is going to convict Trump. They're going to convict Trump of whatever is put in front of them, which is why they want that forum. And I, I think it's it's uh, pretty clear at this point that what you have is a... Now, to be clear, I believe Clay believes that these are politicized indictments of Trump and that this is being done for... I, mean, I think everyone knows that, right? But what I'm saying here is the South Florida, on purely procedural grounds of the documents and obstruction... You know, it's, it's kind of rinky dink stuff. It's, uh, you know, it shouldn't have been brought, but they're going to be able to convince a jury that he shouldn't have had, you know, I should say it's easier for them to convince a jury that he shouldn't have had that stuff. But I think the jury is more favorable toward him, right? I, I think yeah, the jury I, is going to be. I don't think he'll get convicted. This is me on the record. I don't think he'll get convicted, Buck, in South Florida. And I think Trump could take that as a valedictory argument of how political this prosecution was if that were the only trial to happen uh in right. 2024 well, well what i think is going to happen is he's I, I would i agree that that i don't think he's going to get uh, convicted in florida i think the florida jury all you need is one person who sees this for what it is and basically nullifies worst case basis i think you could have a hung jury yeah um, i think that's possible that's the judge what i may think say, will happen yeah then that could happen but you might also get but i do not see a conviction in south florida even though if you're going to be a legal formalist about it, you know, there's a little more grounds on the document thing. Um, you know, anyway, and we know that it's politicized, but I'm just saying the January 6th charges, we haven't seen them yet. They're likely to be really political charges masquerading entirely as, yes. uh, as criminal charges, you know, conspiracy of some kind to do something because of what Trump said or conspiracy to overturn an election because he wanted to challenge results in different places. They went to court. They, they, they went through processes. But to your point, he's going to have a far more um, antagonistic jury pool. Yes. In probably, let's be honest, the worst jury pool in America for Donald Trump most likely is Washington D.C. I mean, just based on political affiliation. Okay, you could argue maybe San Francisco, but in, you know the the Democrat percentages are basically the same ninety five, ninety six percent in the last election. Yeah, and they, Buck, it'll be interesting on this timing because it's all about the timing. I obviously want to read the indictment because we read the indictment of Alvin Bragg and we said this is total garbage. And I think most people have just almost forgotten about the Alvin Bragg case because it is such total garbage. And then we looked at the indictment, as you just said, on South Florida, and we said, okay, this may be, it's a process-based crime. It shouldn't have been brought, but you can see how there is a violation based on the evidence that they laid out. And again, remember, this is a dispute about who has the right to keep papers. This is not uh, some some massive uh, a criminal undertaking. Right. And then we'll see what this indictment reads like. But, but I think the most likely conviction is going to be Washington, D.C., the actual most perilous of the allegations from a criminal perspective is South Florida. So this is where we are. We all need to take a moment. The Democrats have effectively already set up a system. They've already put the machinery in place to make it impossible for the Republicans to have a fair primary. Let's just be honest about it. Now, 
meaning that there's all these influences that are coming into it of a political in a political sense. And people could say, well, we're at least we're getting if you think Trump is still is, is absolutely the right guy. I'm not saying that the primary is being delivered to him or not. In this instance, what I'm saying is he's going to have to spend a lot of time and money and energy meeting with lawyers and dealing with all this crap. Right. So there's no way around that. The process is the punishment. It's very hard to look at this as anything other than, uh, you know, knocking the train off the tracks for the Republicans in 2024, or at least an effort to. And, you know, we've had all this stuff, Clay, about they didn't accept Hillary's loss in 2016. And then they say, well, Trump didn't accept his loss in 2020. But then Biden comes in and is supposed to be a unifier. The chance after all of this that if it is Trump and Biden, which it looks like it will be, I know either of those could switch. But if it is Trump and Biden, the chance that Trump voters will think that they got a fair shot, given all this legal stuff, if he loses, is very small. I, I think we all know that that's, that's where this is heading, right? There are going to be people who are just saying to themselves, how could we... If this were happening in Denmark, if this were happening in Botswana, would we say this is a fair election? You know what I mean? No. If, if we were not. looking at this externally, there's no chance we would say it's a fair election. Well, I mean, think about how many times you've heard left-wingers in this country talk about how unfairly Vladimir Putin has treated... What's the guy's name who's in prison right now, who's the op- primary opposition figure? Oh, um... Uh, wait, hold on. Snap, help us out. We, we both are blanking on the guy's name, but... That's basically what Biden is trying to do to Trump. He's trying to take his Navalny. Chief, Navalny. It came. Yes, sorry, Navalny. Navalny. Thank yeah. you. I didn't even get uh, to type trying, it out. There we go. Think about how many times you've heard and read uh, in the United States people talk about how unfair it is in Russia because Vladimir Putin put Navalny, his chief political rival, in prison and isn't allowing him to be able to compete for the affections of the Russian people. Isn't that exactly what Joe Biden's Department of Justice is trying to do to Trump? And also look at look at all these look at all these charges. And and I'm sorry, but we can't stop uh, ourselves from looking at at what happens. We talk about the system. You talk about the the apparatus. Hunter Biden is 100 percent guilty of felonies. It is obvious. We all know it. It could be any more clear. And he was about to plead to lesser versions of the crimes that we all know that he committed yesterday but because he didn't get and i didn't know this wasn't supposed to be a part of the deal because he didn't get immunity from a future unindicted yet crime. that wasn't reported they were trying to hide right. that buck they were trying to hide that so this is just whoever yes. understands they were gonna get this thing through i think clay i think they were gonna get the but sweetheart the deal. judge and but the judge was like hold on a second i'm supposed to stomach this preposterously uh, gentle deal for, you know, this favoritism for Hunter Biden, and I'm supposed to bar a future prosecutor from bringing an indictment for a crime that hasn't even been indicted by anybody yet? Like, that is just insane. And they yes. pushed, you know, they, they wanted too much. They got greedy. They wanted to get out of jail present and future card. Now, I just bring it up because you look at that and you look at the stuff that they're coming after Donald Trump for. And... You can hate somebody could say, I despise Trump. I'll never vote for him again. I'm a Democrat, whatever. It is impossible to look at what they've done to Donald Trump and not recognize this is a political hit job. It's just impossible. I mean, people can lie about how they don't see it. But even the like the Alvin Bragg charges, for example, people who hate Trump, who don't want to totally make a mockery of themselves in public, were saying, yeah, that's just a joke. Yes. 
And well, we're going to continue to break this down as we move through. But the, the we've never, I don't think, in most of our lives, ever seen two tiers of justice, the likes of which we saw play out yesterday in that Delaware courthouse and what we may well see soon play out in this Washington, D.C. courthouse. Big props to Pure Talk for looking after their existing users while making a similar offer to those thinking of making the switch to them from AT&T, Verizon, or T-Mobile. They've increased the amount of data available on their monthly plans without any price increases at all. Their most popular plan, 20 bucks a month for unlimited calls, texts, and now an even bigger amount of data. Pure Talk also just added a mobile hotspot with each plan. No price increases whatsoever. Think of this $20 monthly price as you pay your next cell phone bill, which has to be $50 or more. Uh, most families saving almost $1,000 a year while enjoying the most dependable 5G network in America. Dial pound 250, say Clay and Buck, to make the switch to Pure Talk, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Again, dial pound 250, say Clay and Buck. Make the switch to Pure Talk today. The supply chain of smarts, sanity, and truth. Uninterrupted. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation, and three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. <laughs> Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claim for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors, so you pay only what you owe. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. 
Bottom line, insurance alone isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another health care provider. That's HealthLock.com. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. The, what we saw happen in the Delaware courtroom yesterday is still staggering to me as they were trying to rush through this sweetheart plea deal that was even more of a sweetheart uh, plea deal than we thought. And to update you, they're going to be back in that courtroom in a month. I would suggest that Republicans need to put on every bit of steam they can. The reports are that Devin Archer, the Biden family uh, business partner, Hunter Biden's buddy, is going to testify under oath right now. The expectation is Monday. And if they get that uh, revelation out there and are able to turn it into a story that gets a lot of attention, which I think they would be based on the revelations coming there, of Joe Biden himself being directly involved in Hunter Biden's business, I think it's going to be impossible for this plea agreement to go through because I think there's just going to be so much of a fire that that generates because so far, I was reading the coverage of this buck, and for instance, New York Times said, so far, Republicans have still been unable to connect Joe Biden to Hunter Biden's business dealings. And first of all, that's not true. But if they have an under oath business partner testimony that Joe Biden was making regular telephone calls, I think that's going to be the gig is going to be up in terms of arguing that there's no connection between the two. They could have gotten away with it. You know, now I sound like the guy at the end of the Scooby-Doo. If it wasn't for you, gosh darn it, kids, you know, they could have gotten away with it yesterday if they hadn't been so greedy. Going for a future charge, that's, I mean, a judge was basically looking at them, and now you the judge is like, you guys just want to make me a part of this absurd scam? And, And to her credit, and you said you hoped that she had the backbone for it. Now, that all said... I think there's only two ways through here. They either get a a deal that still leaves out the possibility of a fairer charge later. Yep. And so they 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 do the deal that they would have gotten yesterday that that would have gotten signed off on. So it's a sort of scaled down uh pro hunter scam or if he's really facing it Joe Biden just says he's my son, I'm sorry, we're going into an election and pardons him. I don't think that will happen, but he's not letting his son go to prison. I can tell you that. I don't That's think not he happening. could pardon him and run. So if that that's a pathway out where Joe Biden steps down and says, I'm pardoning my son, I'm out. I think he might still run. I think <laughs> it would be saying, oh, I'm just well, telling you. let's talk about let's talk yeah, about that. Yeah, we we'll get into it. That. We'll get into it. Yeah. My friends, um, is there a major change coming to our currency system? Look, there's a guy who knows a lot about this stuff. He's a former Wall Street insider, Tika Tawaii. He thinks the government could, in just a matter of months, put a mandatory national recall on the U.S. dollar into effect. Per Tika, it would be replaced with a new digital version, like a central bank digital currency. Very different from what you have in the bank right now. Tika is suggesting the official announcement could come in the next few months. He's exposing this government plan in a very straightforward video, one that a lot of people in the government who want centralization of everything don't want you to see. The video outlines the three steps that you need to take to prepare if this does in fact happen. Go to dollarrecall.com to watch this video. That's dollarrecall.com. One more time, dollarrecall.com. Paid for by Palm Beach Research Group. Welcome back in, team. 800-282-2882 on the phone lines. And I I would just note uh, we mentioned yesterday to you this moment where i mean and since we're a radio show we're not going to play it for you because it's just silence for about 
40 seconds or so, where Mitch McConnell um, got dizzy, lost his place in time for a moment, whatever. It, it turns out he's okay. He's speaking. He didn't have some major health event, which is, you know, God bless. That, that's good. Um, but CNN running this story that Mitch McConnell has fallen multiple times this year. That was their front page story, Clay, uh, this morning until just a few moments ago. Uh, I think it's interesting because now hopefully Mitch McConnell's fine is that's not, that's not the point. The point is we're dealing with a lot of politicians who are at an age where health is a, an extremely serious issue and longevity becomes, uh, an issue and a, and a concern. We're heading into a presidential election where the health of the two can. Now, Trump has been in phenomenal health. I get it. He's also going to be going through multiple criminal indictments and put through a lot of stress um, that we just don't know where all of this is going. I mean, I, I just this is what it reminds me of the McConnell situation um, that this could all change in an instant. Uh, whatever we think is going to happen in 2024 uh, I don't just mean the polls can shift. I mean, there can be a a uh, foundational change in our political reality. There is a whole conversation. I don't think we really need to get into it right now. Clay, I want to get back to the Hunter Biden thing. There is uh, the talk of gerontocracy that we have now, that you have more and more people that are running into their 80s who are in incredibly powerful positions, decision-making positions for the rest of society who don't want to give up and just retire, spend time with family, write books, whatever. It has to. Diane Feinstein, I think, is the most extreme example of this. Um, she should not be in that job. It is wrong that she continues to be in that job. People that work for her should be embarrassed by the fact that they're part of propping up this uh, situation. Um, people who vote for her should be embarrassed. But anyway. Um, I think we all know that that's the reality. Do you want to go in on this? Yeah, I just want to mention the Mitch McConnell thing that I haven't heard it discussed a lot. Do you know one reason why they're going to come after Mitch McConnell? There's a Democrat governor in Kentucky. So if Mitch McConnell stepped down, the Democrat governor in Kentucky, in theory, you can correct me if I'm wrong, Kentuckians who are listening right now, would get to, re- uh, to, to put a Democrat in to replace Mitch McConnell. So... I don't think they would be focused as much on Mitch McConnell's health if Andy Bashir, the Democrat governor of Kentucky, now there's a race in November, uh, Daniel Cameron versus Andy Bashir. A lot of you listening out there, there's not a ton of races in 23. That could be very consequential as it pertains to Mitch McConnell's health. But I think one reason, Buck, they're coming after Mitch McConnell here while they try to make excuses for Joe Biden and 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 really Diane Feinstein's nobody even attempts to defend her because things are so bad but there is a political advantage on the left if Mitch McConnell were to be forced to step down there would theoretically be a democrat appointed to replace him here is with that with no trace of uh, of irony or or introspection uh we have MSNBC's former republican that's always fun isn't it that tells you a lot Nicole Wallace here on this one. Play. This is on the Mitch McConnell issue. Play clip 11. I'm just going to say it because it needs to be said. I wish him well. I, I, I wish no ill health on any human being in the arena or outside of it. And if this were Joe Biden, there would be impeachment proceedings underway for sentence interrupt us. I mean, I, I guess that she uh, totally unfamiliar with the Constitution. It actually would be the 25th Amendment that people would look at in a situation like this. It wouldn't be. You're not going to get impeached. It's not a high crime or misdemeanor to lose your train of thought for a second. But anyway, put that aside. 
um, they're putting forward somebody who is really just a step or two behind Mitch at this at this point. Maybe even a step or two ahead of Mitch. Some of you might say he's in far worse condition. I think actually there's a lot more evidence to support Biden uh, being in a in a bad place than Mitch McConnell mentally in terms of energy and health. And then back to the Biden crime family, Clay. Here over at MSNBC, this is clip one. Uh, one of their one of their not particularly astute analysts, which there's a lot of over there. Um, it's malpractice for the Biden administration to rely on deflection, saying it's a personal matter with regard to Hunter. Play this. The reality is it's not a good story for Joe Biden. It might not be as bad as what other politicians and their families have done, but it still is not a good story. And so he is going to have to navigate this. And I really think that the deflection of it's a personal matter, we don't comment. I don't right. know how long we're going to get away with that. And I just I think it has been a bit of political malpractice to have to keep turning to that over and over. It's not political malpractice. There's no way. I mean, this, this, that, that's hilarious. There's no way to explain the guy was selling influence to Joe and not paying taxes and money laundering and buying guns illegally. Like, there, there's no explanation for this. So that's why they say it's a personal matter that's like saying no comment. No comment isn't malpractice if any comment makes you look horrible. Yeah, and remember, the other thing I would say is they keep saying, well, he was a crack addict. Well, to me, that makes the the influence peddling all the worse, right? Because if he was so, I read the uh, proposed plea agreement last night, Buck, and if Hunter Biden was so out of his mind that he couldn't be uh, forced to remember that he needed to pay taxes, then how in the world can you justify that he was doing anything at all uh, for all of these people paying him millions of dollars, right? It cuts both ways. Also, the influence peddling business started long before Hunter Biden was addicted to, uh, to, to crack. He graduated, I believe, Buck, I was reading this last night too, graduated from Yale Law School in uh, at 25. We just... The hardest law school in the country to yes. get into by the numbers. Now, they take idiots, too, but keep going. Yeah, graduated from Yale Law School at 25. I'll mention Yale Law School, the entire law school is pass-fail. So you don't get a single grade for three years at Yale Law School, which, to your point, Buck, uh, if you get in, you basically, it's impossible not to graduate from Yale Law School. Uh, so Hunter Biden graduates from Yale Law School. He works for a couple of years, and then... He becomes one of the counsels, I believe, at MBNA, which was Joe Biden's biggest donor. So that is a, I think that's like a credit processing, you know, sort of finance-related business. And he's then making hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. Now, I'll just tell you from my own experience, Buck, lawyers who are 27 or 28 don't get those jobs. Nope. Across the entire country, you do not get a job like that if you are a normal person, right? You don't come out of law school, even at Yale, and get in-house hundreds of thousands of dollars a year in payment. And and I saw this too, Buck. He was making millions of dollars of counsel at a big-time national law firm, Hunter Biden was. Of counsel is not, you're not even a partner, you basically, when you're of counsel, a lot of times people go of counsel. So for women, if you have a baby, uh, if you are super, uh, super, uh, connected like Hunter Biden was, you get of counsel status and they're basically just paying you to be associated with the firm. 
he's this guy starting at the age of 25 cashed in on his last name on a level that I have rarely seen before. Clay, and so I also arguing, liked, oh, he got crack, yeah. and that's why he was at behaving this way. No, no. The moment he graduated, he was cashing in on the Biden name aggressively. Yeah, the guy's. I mean, he look, he's a he's a self indulgent brat essentially, who's just let all of his personal demons take over, and then created this victimization narrative to keep getting away with the nonsense that he was doing. And he was exploiting people and doing terrible things in the process. You know, the whole narrative the media's going with, oh, it's not his fault, and oh, Hunter, you know. Joe loves his son. I I do also like to remind everyone that Joe Biden has effectively been a uh, a front man for the Delaware-based credit card companies for a very long time, which is why credit card companies can charge interest rates of like up to thirty percent. I mean, there are a lot of there are a lot of things you you can't get rid of credit card debt really at all. It doesn't come away. uh, It doesn't come off in bankruptcy necessarily. It's it, credit card debt short of student loan debt is the hardest thing to wipe away. And you really can't do it. Um, at least not without taking massive hits and, and, uh, and huge problems for you legally. And it's all Joe Biden's he cares about the middle class thing is a lie. He's just take sucking up those corporate donations in Delaware as fast as he could his entire career. He's a shill for the credit card companies. It's obvious. But anyway, I just think everyone should know. Everything about Joe Biden is a fabrication, is my point. About yes. who he is as a politician, he is a total con man. So, you know, there you go. Are you on a fixed income? You deserve an investment that delivers consistent returns without compromising your financial security. Phoenix Capital Group is offering high-yield corporate bonds with returns of 9 to 12% annual interest that pays out monthly. With 2,000 satisfied, 2,000 plus satisfied customers paid on time every time, Phoenix Capital Group is giving investors a new high-yield option for investing in domestic energy assets. Start earning these high yields and learn more about multiple offerings today at phxonair.com. I'm an investor, personally, in the Phoenix Capital Group. You can learn more by downloading the B-Free Investment Packet today at phxonair.com. You can diversify your investments and earn 9 to 12% annual interest. Download the Phoenix Group's free investment packet today at phxonair.com. Dot com. Investment in bonds have a certain amount of risk associated with it. You should only invest if you can afford to bear the risk of loss. Before making investment decisions, you should carefully consider and review all risks involved. Visit phxonair.com today. Clay and Buck 24-7. Subscribe today. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833 833- 995 G O L D
When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claim for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors, so you pay only what you owe. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance alone isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. That's HealthLock.com. The number one fantasy sports app in America is Prize Picks. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Five million members already active on Prize Picks. If you've not yet downloaded Prize Picks, do it today. Unlike other apps on Prize Picks, it's just you against the number. It's about the players and not the teams. You look for the sports you know best and that you follow the most. Then you make a single decision on each player projection, more or less, every time you play. You pick two to six players and make that one decision. You can win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four picks. More player action on prize picks now than ever, and it's the best way to get action on sports in more than 30 states now. Prize picks also gives you injury insurance so your picks stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Download the free prize picks app and open your account. Use my name, Clay, for a first deposit match. Up to $100. Download the Prize Picks app. Use promo code CLAY, that's C L A Y, to get set up and get a deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Welcome back in, Clay Travis Buck Sexton Show. Uh, let me get to one of your calls. We were talking about Mitch McConnell, and I, I would just say this, Buck. We, the United States and the Constitution, you have to be 35 years old to be president of the United States. What is it, 30 to be a senator, 26 to be a member of the House of Representatives? I think I got those numbers right off the top of my head. I think it's 26 to be elected to the House, 30 to be a United States senator, 35 to be a uh, to be president. Now, historically, the reason for that is there was a fear of nepotism that people would just pass, much like royalty did, power from one generation to the next and you didn't want to end up in a situation where an 18 year old was president and the father was somehow wielding all power behind the scenes all those things what's the age limit that you can't fly an airplane anymore is it 65 for a major airline 62 i think they are either about to raise it or just raised it okay but it's in this early early to mid 60s right i mean i yeah so there is an age limit where if you're going to fly a big airplane for American Airlines or Delta, they say, hey, you've reached an age where we don't think you can operate an airplane safely anymore. And I don't think there's very many people out there who would uh, who would argue against that. For instance, if you walked onto your airplane and right in front of you as you went down the gangplank, the gangway there, Joe Biden 
was trying to avoid tripping as he walked down the uh, th- down the, the the boarding ramp there and walked onto the airplane, and you saw that Joe Biden, pretend that you didn't know Joe Biden at all, just a man like Joe Biden, was about to be in charge of flying your airplane, and he stood there at the front cockpit and waved at people as they came on. Would you be excited about getting on that airplane? I, I think almost all of you would say no. And so I, I, I do think it's an interesting question to think about. If we had an upper-end age limit in the Constitution, like we have a lower-end age limit, or, Buck, even if you could vote today, would you prefer that there were an upper-end age limit or a lower-end age limit? I think most people would probably vote for an upper-end age limit. And it just builds on your point, whether it's Mitch McConnell, whether it's Nancy Pelosi, whether it is Joe Biden, there are a lot of people who are over the age of 80 that are in incredible positions of prominence, and they aren't interested, it seems to me, in passing the baton to a younger generation. It's selfish, narcissistic, and even reckless, depending on who we're talking about. So I I think that's... We just need to be honest about that. I mean, they're, they're... are more important things than the feelings of importance that Pelosi or McConnell or Joe Biden get from staying in the game. Yes. Uh, these are these are roles, you know, if, if someone wants to run the family, you know, family owned small business or grocery store until they're 110, God bless, right? Like customers can come and go, that's fine. We're talking about people who could be theoretically voting on a declaration of war. We're talking yes. about people who are supposed to be reading incredibly complex legislation and looking at the constitutionality of matters and making judgments for the people of this country. And it's not it shouldn't be asking too much for them to be, you know, of of entirely sound mind and focus and energy level. So I, I think that this is um, I mean, Joe Biden's age is obviously going to be an issue in this uh, in this election. Um I think, unfortunately, because Trump's age is close and you could say, oh, but we have and Trump is in better shape and that's fine. But the numbers are close. And so for some independents, they're going to say, well, why are you guys running somebody who's almost 82? Yeah, it'll be 78 versus 82. If it were Trump will be 78. I believe Biden would be 82. We're talking about Mitch McConnell in terms of what would happen if he had to step down. I'm not an expert in every state. Most states, the governor gets to select a replacement until the next election would happen. Charles in Kentucky, you may well be an expert in Kentucky. What would happen if Mitch McConnell suddenly were unable to do his job? Uh, from what I was told just this morning by one of our state legislators, that they changed the, the legislators changed the statute here in Kentucky, uh, mainly for Mitch McConnell because of his age, and that the governor does have uh, the, the final vote, but three names are submitted to the governor by the Kentucky GOP. So, of course, that would be uh, a Republican in this case. Now, the way the statute reads, if, if at some later date it was a Democrat that needed to be replaced and it had a Republican governor, uh, it, it would be the, the Democrat Party would submit the name. So okay. That, so that, the idea that, is that the the will of the voter as it pertains to uh, the party in Kentucky, I don't think that's a bad plan, right? Because it takes away a lot of the political machinations associated with somebody's health that you basically don't get to replace a Republican with a Democrat or a Democrat with a Republican. 
based on what the health would be of the senator. If that's true, and look, we got a really smart audience out there, Buck. I, I point back to a lot of different things. But remember we were talking about uh, a lot of times the governor can decide to pardon someone in his state. And then we had someone call in and say, because this dealt with potentially the Trump charges being brought in the state of Georgia. Georgia's one of like three states in America where the governor, it turns out, does not have the ability to pardon for state-related offenses, so Brian Kemp couldn't do it. And every state has different particulars, and it sounds like, based on that call, uh, the state of Kentucky has changed the way that they would replace a senator, uh, which I, I, sounds like to me a, a, a decent modification to existing state law in the event that that's true. Appreciate the call. I just want to sit down with all Kentuckians. I hear great things about that state. I should be like, hey, guys. How do you have a Democrat governor? I'm sorry, I haven't let this go yet. Like, Kentucky, what are you doing to me? Everyone I know loves Kentucky, who's been to Kentucky, says a great place. And you got a Democrat governor in one of the reddest states in the country? It just, it, it blows the mind, honestly. I don't know. But, you know, I guess this stuff happens. What can you do? It's an election November. You need to get out and support Daniel Cameron. It's going to be an absolute battleground, a Donnybrook, as it were, all the way through. When we come back, we'll talk more about Hunter Also, big revelations on big tech censorship coming down. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.